Sports Radio welcomes you to the Lion's Den with your hosts, Michael Heiger and Louis Bellotta. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Lion's Den here on Impact Sports Radio. My name is Michael Heiger, and I'm your host for the show. And joined along with me, as always, is my co-host, Louis Bellotta. Hello. And along with us as well, for the first time, it's all three of us in studio. We also have our Lion's Den beat writer, Chris Bogus. What's up? What's up? All right, how you guys doing today? Doing great. I'm so excited. So stoked. As you can tell, I'm in a fantastic mood. It's summer <laughs> vacation. The draft's in six days. It's a great day to be alive. It's our Lions Den mock draft special. So get excited, Lewis. Tell everyone a little bit about how our mock draft special is going to work today. Here's how our mock draft special is going to work today, folks. We are going to give you the top ten picks in the NFL draft, and then afterwards we are going to give you the Lions' first four rounds. All four pi- or all three picks in the fourth round, their third, second, and first round selections. Sounds exciting, Chris. You excited for this? I'm. I can't contain my energy right now. Oh, I can. I oh, can you tell. Sound so excited. <laughs> well, with that, then we might as well get started then with our 2014 Lions Den mock draft. Is the pick in, Mike? The pick is in. And with the first pick in the 2014 Lions Den NFL Mock Draft, Michael Heiger has the Houston Texans selecting Jadavian Clowney, defensive end, South Carolina. Surprise, surprise. Louis Bellotta also has the Houston Texans selecting Jadavian Clowney, defensive tackle, South Carolina, with the first overall draft pick. And you know what? That's just going to be unanimous because uh, Chris Bogus also has Jadavian Clowney going to the Texans. I am glad we were all on the same page here. And I'm not surprised at all. Are you guys? No. No. no I, I, don't, I don't see the Texans looking any other way besides Clowney. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind or anyone else's mind who the best player in this draft is. A lot of people say, can they really afford to take a defensive player when they have such a need at quarterback? But what do you think? Do you think that they could still look at a quarterback? Yeah, but in the second round, in the third round, in the fourth round, a different round. I think all this Blake Bortles stuff just came out of nowhere in my mind. And the first overall draft pick is dedicated for the the best player coming out of college, not the biggest need a team has in my mind. If the biggest need fits the best player, then there you go. And sometimes that does happen. But right now, there is no quarterback that is worth the first overall pick. Absolutely. And then that and in my mind it goes to Jadavion Clowney. He is the number one best player coming out of college. Best player available. You best go best player available. You go VPA for the first selection. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, you do. No yeah. doubt. You pair Clowney up with uh, J.J. Swat and JJ Swat. Uh, Brian Cushing, right? Yeah. See, the thing I like about this, too, is so Clowney does have some character issues, but they're going to get worked out with, with Watt and Cushing. They're going to be his mentor, and they're going to set him straight, and it'll work out well, and they won't regret the pick. See, and you know what? I was talking about this with my roommate last night. What real character issues does Clowney have? What, what they are is... In, it just kind of goes along with like, this whole Jameis Winston thing where he's stealing crab legs. It's just that... <laughs> he didn't steal he, anything, though. You're right, he didn't. But what it is, he, it's just go, all of this is going to his head. It is in his head. It's gotten to his head. He's just all... It, everyone's just telling him how great he is, and he's believing it because he is. But that's where someone's just got to set him down and be like, Hey, man, you're in the NFL now. You're, you're not, the, you're not the, the, the cat's meow like you were. 
catch me out. I was trying to be. I didn't want to swear. So yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah, no, that, you're not that great guy anymore. You're just a, with everybody else. And so, yeah, as our graphics design guy is flashing us some signs out there. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think we're all in a agreeance that it's Jadavion Clowney, and nobody else is worth that pick. Yeah, even if he takes a step back in the NFL, he's still a gigantic monster. So. Exactly. <laughs> and you look at him paired with J.J. Watt, I think J.J. Watt will be that guy to be like, hey, dude, you're in the NFL. You're not, yes, you were the first overall pick, but you got to work your way up to be a superstar in this league. Yeah, he'll be, this is my yeah. defense. A lot of people said, oh, he took it easy last year, but hey, he knew he was going to be the first overall yeah, pick. Yeah, he was just. He had to play it safe. Yep. So... Uh, we're all in agreement. Jadavian Clowney, number one of the Houston Texans. And I just want to preface real quick before we go on any further. One rule that we have with our draft, there are not going to be any trades in our mock draft. Nope. No it's trade. very possible. I, I, I do believe that there will be some trades when draft day comes around on Thursday. But for our sake, it's too hard to make these trades in yeah. a mock draft. So Definitely. Yep. All right. Well, Lewis, do you have the second pick? Do you have the St. Louis Rams pick ready? Oh, yes. The second pick in the NFL draft is in, and I have the St. Louis Rams selecting Jake Matthews, offensive tackle, Texas A&M. All right. I am going to stay on the offensive line having the Rams select Greg Robinson out of Auburn. And I'm going to have to agree with Chris. I have the St. Louis Rams going with Greg Robinson, offensive Ooh. tackle out of University of Auburn. So we're in agreement on the position, we but the player, the player, that's the debate. I've just seen Jake Matthews being at the top the whole time. He, uh, I'd see the SCC is a very powerful division, along with, I mean, Auburn's in there too. Um, I just think Jake, uh, I think Jake Matthews is just better than Greg Robinson. And all in all, just for the, I'm going to justify more so why the Rams are going to select him, not the difference between the two players. But they need to keep Sam Bradford healthy, and they face a lot of good defenses, and you can't have them just bearing down on your quarterback that's always hurt. And Absolutely. so that's why this is not going to be Sammy Watkins, which a lot of people have them picking, and I think is absurd, because they signed Kenny Britt, they have Tavon Austin, let that work out, pick another guy at another time. They have this a couple a, young yeah, receivers. Stedman Bailey, they have... Yep. Uh, you know, this is a deep wide receiver class, as many people have said, and many people know. They can take somebody in the second round or with their second pick in the first round. It's fine. Number 13. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at combine statistics right now. I'm not a huge fan of the combine. I don't think it should play no. enough of a I don't think it, I think it plays too much of a role in how teams pick. But I'm looking at the results. Greg Robinson, faster 40 time than uh, Matthews. More bench reps than Matthews. Those are really the two things that you look for uh, in the combine from an offensive tackle. I just think it's it's tough because you're really comparing apples to oranges. They're both yeah, great offensive much tackles. What you're doing with that. But yeah, it could, with Greg Robinson, I I just see him as the number one offensive tackle. And you have Sam Bradford in there. You're only a couple years separated from using your number one overall pick on Sam Bradford. Took him over in Sue, the defensive tackle. Lions wound up with him, of course, but. You have that franchise quarterback. You picked Bradford number one to be your franchise quarterback. You need to protect him. He went out for the season last year. You need somebody who can step in there and make sure that his blind side is protected. So, I think as far as evaluating what tackle they take, Greg Robinson I would choose because Auburn went a little further. You know, that run game that they had, some of that had to have been Greg Robinson pancaking people. Very true. Line. So, you know, Jake Matthews, great. He blocked for Menzel. And, you know, they, they did all right, but... Greg Robinson took Auburn to the uh, to the uh, BCS championship. So absolutely. So we have our pick for the St. Louis Rams: Lewis taking Jake Matthews out of Texas A&M, and Chris and I going with Greg Robinson 
out of the University of Auburn, Warhawk. All right, Chris, the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Is the pick in? The pick is in. With the 2014 Lions Den Impact Sports Mock Draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Johnny Manziel, quarterback out of A&M. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, yeah. With I go on a different route here completely, different <laughs> side of the ball. With the 2014 Lions Den Mock Draft, in the, the Jacksonville Jaguars select linebacker Khalil Mack, University of Buffalo. I, too, have that same exact pick with them picking Khalil Mack. Now, real quick, for those of you listening, I put a mock draft up a few months ago, right, just right after um, the combined, and I had the Jaguars taking Johnny Menzel. Because they are not a marketable team, they have no big playmakers, and it would only make sense that Menzel can go there because, in my mind, he could do whatever he wants, not in a off-the-field issue kind of way, but he could feel out the, feel out the league, feel out the team, not a big pressure cooker in Jacksonville because the fans are just looking for something to cheer about. And I totally agree with you, Chris, on the Johnny Menzel thing. I think that would be a good pick, but I had, oh, you know, I'm going out of line. Chris, why? Why Johnny you, Manziel? You know, Johnny Manziel, they need a quarterback. That bottom line, they need a quarterback. They have uh, Justin Blackman, Cecil Shorts, the third, third I think, mm-hmm. yeah. They need someone to throw them the ball. Chad Henney's not cutting it. All he is is a second stringer, and, you know, the great Blaine Gabbert went to San Francisco, so they need a quarterback, and number three is where the quarterback's got to go in this draft. That's where the first quarterback goes, and I think the number one quarterback in the draft is Johnny Manziel because, you know, it's it's like a toss-up, all these guys. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's as good as everyone thinks. Blake Bortles came out of nowhere, just like Lou says. I don't think he's anything special. And, you know, Johnny Manziel just makes those cool plays. So if I'm going to give anybody a shot, it's going to be Johnny Football. All right. Well, I, I will agree with you. I do like Manziel as the top quarterback in this draft. I just see quarterback is too deep of a position right now. I don't think – I think that they want to strengthen that defense. I think Khalil Mack is the player out of any player at number three that will be able to come in, start from day one, and make that immediate impact on defense. I, that's who I see them taking. They picked Luke Jokel, the offensive tackle, last year. I um, kind of blew up in their face a little bit. Get, had a pretty severe in, injury, so yeah. You know, it's just one of those things we were talking about the first round. I feel like with the top three, it, I mean, it definitely dwindles as you go down. But the, with the third pick, like he is, I think Khalil Mack is more worth the th- is more deserving of the third overall pick than Johnny Menzel. I think Jacksonville, they've been rebuilding for years. But at the same time, defense wins championships, and he's going to be their anchor. He's going to be that core guy that they all surround. He's going to be their Ray Lewis, assuming that he pans out. Um, I did have Manziel as their first pick in my first mock draft, but I think now that quarterbacks don't seem to be as desirable and as flying off the board in the first round as people had thought in the beginning, I think Khalil Mack is the pick at three. Yeah, I I I only have like two quarterbacks going in the first round period, but Jacksonville needs a quarterback, and the defense does win championships, but they gotta throw the ball. And Chet, like, they gotta throw the ball. I agree. That, like, bottom line, and they like if they get Johnny Manziel here, or if they don't get Johnny Manziel here, who are they gonna get later? They're gonna get someone who is just just as comparable to Chad Henney, probably. So take your chances. They have to take their chances. They're in a position where they have to. Yeah, I think Mac is the safe pick here, and I just think that's who they feel like is going to be able to fill in right away, make that immediate impact. So I have Khalil Mack. Chris has 
Johnny Manziel, Lewis, Khalil Mack, and now the Cleveland Browns are on the clock. Oh, those lowly, lowly Cleveland Browns. Ugh. And the pick is in. Oh, the pick's in. And in the 2014 Lions Den mock draft, the Cleveland Browns select quarterback Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, out of Texas A&M. They have their quarterback. And I have the same thing as you again. And no, we did not talk about these mock drafts before. No, we, we had did not. Them. Not at all. Nope. You guys so are me just and Hyper, gifted. We are just gifted. gifted. We are on the same track all the way. Johnny Football, just as much as Jacksonville needs a quarterback, so does Cleveland. Even and more. Cleveland, Cleveland is a lot more along the way of being a better football team than Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. So much more. And I think this is where Johnny Football fit right on in. All right. So for my pick, I have them taking Sammy Watkins out of Clemson. <laughs> and you know why? They are sitting pretty good because the Browns have a pick later on in the draft. They can grab one of those quarterbacks who are just as comparable to Blake Bortles, John, you know, all those guys. One of those guys is going to fall. Why not grab Sammy Watkins, put him with Josh Gordon, and uh, their other receivers are Jordan Cameron, their tight end. Grab Sammy Watkins while he's up there. Sammy Watkins is still at four. You wouldn't take him? I'm totally taking Sammy Watkins. Oh, offensive coordinator Rob Shudzinski's loving this right now. He, yeah, uh, it's happening. Yeah. It'll happen. <laughs> I See, I think that's putting that's giving Cleveland a pretty dynamic offense right there. Like, would you, would you that, those are two around? things that, you know, you never consider Cleveland to have an offense. So, yeah, that's pretty, it's an interesting pick of the Watkins. But I think they need somebody to throw to Josh Gordon. Here they finally have their star receiver. Johnny Manziel is going to be the best quarterback in this draft, I think by a wide margin. And... I think at number four, quarterback is by far their biggest need. You have to take Manziel. Now, what if Manziel goes, like, in the real draft, what if Manziel goes first? Who do you have the Browns taking at four? Who do I have the Browns taking at four if he goes first? If Manziel goes to the Jags right before. Well, to be honest, I don't think the Browns are going to stay at four no matter what. But for purposes sake, because we're not making trades, if they were to stay at four and... um, What's his face is if and Manziel is gone. One of those three guys that we had going in the top three, whether it be Robinson, uh, Clowney, or Mac, one of those guys would have to fall to four, and oh, I think that's where. And I think that's the route that the Browns would go in that available. case. Yep, best player available in that okay. case. So, which could be Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. So Lewis and I both have Johnny Football going to the Browns. Chris, you have Sammy Watkins out of Clemson going to the Browns. Both, all of us staying on offense. Clear need for the. Clear need for them. Their defense got a pretty good, got a pretty good defensive side of the ball. So the the Raiders are now on the clock. The Raiders are on the clock, and in this 2014 MSU Impact Sports Lions Den draft, I have the Oakland Raiders selecting Sammy Watkins, wide receiver out of Clemson. Oh, we all knew this was coming. You know what I say to that, Lou? Uh huh. I have the Raiders taking Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Guys, I promise you, Lewis and I did not discuss our drafts before this. But yes, of course. Sammy Watkins, wide receiver out of Clemson, going to the Oakland Raiders at five. We all agree wide receiver here, don't oh, we? Yeah. Matt Schaub needs to throw to someone. Oh, so. yeah. Other than James Jones. <laughs> Classic Al Davis move right here, going for the wide receiver, the speedy wide receiver. I think with Watkins... Even though Al Davis is no longer with us. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yes. But... Um, I, I look back at past drafts and how the Raiders have drafted. You look at Darius Hayward Bay, was a first-round pick for them a few years ago. How'd that work out for them? 
Yeah. Not so well. <laughs> Not so well. Guys, Sammy Watkins, though, is the real deal. I think they call him Larry Fitzgerald with speed, and I could see that. He has the best hands in the draft. The by, by, I think by a wide margin the best receiver in this draft, and now you finally have a number one wide receiver, which you didn't have going into this. So that's who I have the Raiders taking. Lewis, why did you have them taking Watkins? The same reason that he said right there, that Chris said, Schaub needs a receiver. He needs yeah. someone to throw to. They don't really have an offense. You're going to pair the injured McFadden with an old Maurice Jones-Drew. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that running back combo could work, definitely, but uh, I, they need a wide receiver other than James Jones. He can't be their number one. And I mean, it's just been said since the beginning of the football mock draft 2014 era that Sammy Watkins is going to the Raiders, and I still see them him going to the Raiders. There's no other way around it. Yeah, well, I have Sammy going to the Browns, so that's why I think the Raiders still stay on the receiver track and take Evans. Yeah, they need and a you know, receiver yeah, all the way around. I think no matter what, if Watkins does go earlier, I, I think we can all agree they're going wide receiver here. I mean, yep. I totally think Evans is top five, top ten material. I think he's great, and I really don't think there's much separation between him and Sammy Watkins. I think they'll both translate well to the NFL. And I, they're both different kinds of receivers. I think they'll do great. I think Mike Evans is a lot better than people say he is. Granted, he is pretty good already, but I think he he will do well in the NFL. I think he'll do great on the Raiders. All right. Well, that means now that we're past the Redskins, we are at pick number six, the Atlanta Falcons. And I think now we are going to have some differences here. I, I kind of agree I, with I th- that. I think now we get a little bit off chalk. And, Chris, the Falcons are on the clock is the pick in. The pick is in. With the 2014 uh, MSU Impact Sports mock draft, the Atlanta Falcons take Jake Matthews' offensive tackle out of Texas A&M. Also, I was wrong. We still are agreeing a little bit. <laughs> I also have Jake Matthews' offensive tackle, Texas A&M, going to the Atlanta Falcons. Do you have Greg six. Robinson? Luke? I do. Do you have <laughs> Greg Robinson? That's great. Okay. They have to protect Matty Yes, they do. They and do. bottom they, line, they there's do. no arguments there. They, they're pretty set. Mm-hmm. In a lot of other places, so this was actually the one thing that I wasn't sure about with the, with a lot of my uh, mock draft here, other than the Lions pick. Is I don't think Atlanta's staying there. I don't think they're staying at six. Oh, I don't think I so. I think of all one team that you can count on leaving this, leaving their spot is the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, but yeah, if they say at six, it's an offensive tackle. Need to keep up Johnny Man, not Johnny Manziel, Matty Ice upright. Yeah, they, they can definitely afford moving. Yeah, for sure. They have a great team. They just. They had some boo-boos last year. <laughs> they did have some boo-boos. Yeah. Um, see, I, when I look at the Falcons, I think they need a lot of help on the defensive side of the ball. True. But I just don't see anyone here who worth, could, taking. worth taking at number six. Mm-hmm. That's why I do think they are going to wind up moving back. Another guy to look out for is a possibility. They could take Taylor Lewan over Jake Matthews at six, or Ugh. here with Greg... I don't think they would take him over Greg Robinson, but Ow. I think... Taylor Lewan's another possibility there at six for the Falcons, but I think we all agree here they need to protect Matty Ice. So that's number six, Atlanta Falcons. We all stayed offensive tackle. And now we are moving on to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number seven. And the pick is in, ladies and gentlemen. And in the 2014 Lions Den mock draft, Michael Hager has the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Mike Evans, Wide receiver out of Texas A&M. And I'm looking at Lewis's face right now because I already know the name that's about to come out of his mouth. I have them selecting Mike Evans as well. <laughs> they rece- they replaced Mike Williams with Mike Evans. Yeah. <laughs> my total thought process. You guys you guys are making my job a lot a lot more fun. Oh, um, 
Mike Evans is off the board. Uh, Sammy Watkins is off the board. So I have Tampa Bay going on the other side of the ball. Darrell Revis left, so Tampa Bay is going to pick up Justin Gilbert. Ooh, Ooh interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I like. Th- I-, I think that's interesting going with Gilbert there. I think Gilbert is a defensive back that's kind of been falling in some recent drafts. True. What, you you think that they are going to stand the defensive side of the ball, though? I, yeah, I do. Okay, so say if, if they don't take Gilbert, I definitely think they'll take HaHa Clinton Dick, something like that. They're not going to stay receiver. Or, I mean, they would like to take, take receiver. Why not a quarterback? That's a good question. You know why not it a is a good question. Josh McCown. That guy's great. They signed him as a second stringer. He took the Bears kind of far. Did I really just hear you, yeah. you know Josh what? McCown and great in the same you sentence? Did, you know what you did? He kind of he great. proved himself a little bit last year, and and as far as the Tampa he Bay proved Buccaneers himself go, with a good team. Well, and you know what? You look at what Josh McCown had last year, though. Yeah, had, true. Brandon he, Marshall. He had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey. You put you give him Vincent Jackson and Mike Evans. I don't think. It's as good as what he had with the Bears, but it's definitely comparable. They have two pretty, re- really good wide receivers if you add Evans on the offensive side of the ball. I think tight end is another place where they could look at, maybe going with Ebron instead, but I, I have them going with Evans here. Real quick, do you hear Eric Ebron's name and quickly think Oberon? A little bit. I always want to Oberon as yeah. soon as I hear Eric Ebron. Yeah. And then, like... You know, like Oberon, the seal is blue, and he's a Tar Heel, and they're blue, and I just want, I just want beer when I hear that. Anyways, yeah, I'll I just, I, I would, I would love an Oberon right now. Yeah, so, I, yeah. All right. So we're all in agreement with the, with a wide receiver, unlike Chris. Yeah, no, the devil. Might not happen. <laughs> You're bogus, Chris. <laughs> uh, someone's gotta, someone's gotta do it. Yeah. All right. And we are on pick number eight. The Minnesota Vikings. I already have a feeling. I know where all three of us are going here, but. Uh-oh. Lewis is the pick in. The pick is in. All right, Lewis. Let's hear it. End of the 2014 Lions Den MSU Impact Sports mock draft. I have at eight the Vikings of Minnesota selecting Blake Bortles, quarterback, Central Florida. Teddy Bridgewater. Wow. Okay. I have them also going with Blake Bortles, oh, quarterback, great. Central Florida. So we can all agree the Christian Ponder era is over, though. Yeah, over. I don't know how that's going to pan out. Oh, yeah. They have some interest in Teddy Bridgewater, though. There's they like- do. See, here's... So, and this, me and Heiger discussed this at the beginning mm-hmm. before we started this podcast, that I see Blake Bortles as like a Christian Ponder 2.0. That's what I was thinking. That's He'd, why I would not draft him at I, 8. You know, and... I don't know, man. I just don't know. I see Bortles being better than Bridgewater. It's too many B's right there. That's like a <laughs> riddle. Yeah. yeah. Literation yeah, you know, right there. Say that yeah. Two times fast. But yeah, I think Blake Bortles is the way to go. They Minnesota is not gonna go anybody other than quarterback. They can't afford to. They don't, don't have a quarterback. They There's grabbed a, a lot of picks last year, so they, they did had like three in the first round. They, they did, and they, they selected all all sides of the ball with those picks. Um they addressed a lot of different positions and I think now quarterback is where they need to go maybe if they trade back and then wait for one of these quarterbacks like Bridgewater that's also a viable option for the Vikings but if they're staying at eight they're going quarterback they're going Bortles Bridgewater I'm going Bortles too I think Bortles does have Boston all over him but there have been plenty of quarterbacks quarterback busts in the top 10 that have been taken and I, I, I see I think you could go either way with Bortles or Bridgewater I just see them going Bortles. That's why I don't want to sit here and argue about these quarterbacks because I. <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It could they could go either way. Yeah. 
Just a gut feeling. That's a flip of a coin type yeah, deal. It really I is. bet you the GM's gonna sit there with a quarter in his hand. Yeah. Flip it. Tails oh. for Bridgewater, heads for Blake Bortles. Yeah. Whatever it lands on, that's who they pick. Alright, and now we have a team who seems to be pretty consistently in the top ten. They're getting pretty used to picking in the top ten here, and it is the Buffalo Bills. And Chris, is the pick in? The pick is in. At um, the ninth pick in the MSU Impact Sports mock draft, the ninth pick goes to Eric Ebron, tight end out of North Carolina. And with the ninth pick, I have the Buffalo Bills going Taylor Lewan, offensive tackle, University of Michigan. Oh, you guys are boring. <laughs> Dang it, Mike. <laughs> Dang it. I have the same thing. Uh, I have the same thing. I See, I finally thought that we might have a little separation on our picks We're going to have separate. You guys think Taylor Lewan's going to go top ten? That guy's... I don't... Okay. First I don't all, think he should go top ten. I don't 10. think he should go yeah. either. You think he will, though? Yeah. Yep. They uh, they they drafted their franchise quarterback last year, and they need to protect him. His, their franchise, franchise quarterback had three different injuries. Yeah, they have Cordy Glenn on the left side of that line, and I think if you plug Lawan in on the right side, you have a very 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 you have a very strong offensive line, very strong front five there to protect EJ Manuel. They also need to open some lanes for Spiller and Jackson. Absolutely, is Jackson still playing? Yeah, seen a wheelchair? No, he's old. <laughs> He's a he's a red line or not a red line red zone kind of guy. Yeah, every year it's like oh they're gonna finally start CJ Spiller over him, but they Fred Jackson doesn't quit. No, yeah. he does not. Fantasy superstar right there. I mean, would you would you shy away from Eric? They're showing Eric Ebron, uh, you know, some love. So you don't. I mean, think- no, I, I I I wouldn't shy away from him, but I'm just thinking. Yeah, you could either give your franchise quarterback another weapon, or you could keep him upright and healthy and have him for a long time. And if he's their long-term pick and what they want to have forever and ever, you got to keep him healthy. I think if Evans falls past seven at Tampa Bay, that's where you see him going is number nine to Buffalo. I don't think he'll fall past nine. Yeah, I, if there's a better guy available, it's not going to be Luan. But otherwise, it's going to be Luan. Yeah, I, they they have they have. I believe they still have Scott Chandler there at tight end. They do. Uh, he's not going to light the world on fire. No. I think Eric Ebron will be a much better player than Scott Chandler, but you need to protect EJ Manuel. Give him another tackle. Pair him with Cordy Glenn on the other side of the line. Boom. Well, who's to say Eric Ebron can't help protect? You know, he does have strong run game, run block. So, I mean, Eric Ebron, he's got the offensive weapon and, you know, a building block on the line, so it's kind of like a... A double win, you know. If Mike Evans doesn't drop to them, they're gonna want uh, a weapon for what's his name at quarterback and EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel. <laughs> EJ Manuel needs someone to throw to, and he needs someone to block. Boom, boom, fifty-fifty. Take Eric Ebron; he can block and catch. So, all right, all right. I well, think this is where we're gonna all differ. Oh yeah, I think I, this is it. I think you guys haven't been paying attention to my mock draft. You're gonna like who just fell to the Lions. Mm. Ooh, mm. all right. I'm interested to hear this. Yeah. So. The Lions, of course, are on the clock, and it's what we've all been waiting for. The Lions at number 10. The pick is in, ladies and gentlemen. And with the 10th pick in the 2014 Lions Den mock draft, the Detroit Lions select Hashan Clinton Dix, safety out of Alabama. And Lewis is, and Lewis's face is in his hands right now. Does that mean you also picked Haha Clinton Dix? Yeah, but I'm not laughing. There's nothing nothing to ha-ha about. No. Ha-ha. Well, here's something to ha-ha about. Little do you guys know, guess who dropped down to 10? Khalil Mack, linebacker out of uh, Buffalo. 
In your mock draft? In my mock draft. Ooh. Khalil Mack dropped. Whoopsie. You really think Khalil Mack is going to fall he, to the number 10 pick? Were a lot of my picks weird? I mean, not really. Something like that could happen. Weird stuff happens. The only in the weird draft. thing that the only weird pick was that Tampa Bay pick, True. With Justin Gilbert. I mean, who's see? This? I don't think Khalil Mack in, in your mock draft would be falling past six to Atlanta. I think Atlanta would take him. He might. All right. It's, it's I, I, that, hey, that, that's a match. That, that that's a dream <laughs> scenario, right there, it ladies is. and gentlemen. If Khalil Mack is. is there for the Lions at ten, I will personally sprint to the podium and make that pick for them. They have to take Mac at 10 if he's still there. It's kind of silly, but I don't, who knows? You kept it interesting, man. Yeah. You kept you it know, interesting. I and, had to throw a curveball. And, and you know what? Back and, I went back and forth, even up until I walked into the studio today, on who the Lions are going to be taking at 10. And I had, I had a gut feeling that they might go with Calvin Pryor, the safety out of Louisville. No, 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 no. See, no. why do you guys have him taking no, safety? No. You're See, not, you're not sure heck, with Glover Quinn and James E. No, it's not it's that not that I'm not sure. Hegdebo's 30 years old. I think he's a short-term option in that backfield. Here you have HaHa Clinton Dix. He's going to be able to fill in there, play play a role with Hegdebo, split time with him his rookie year. is more of a special teams guy, too. He's very good on special teams. You could put him in there, give him more of a special teams role. Clinton Dix... You can have him play two, maybe two downs a series, and I, th- I mean two, two out of every four downs. I think you have a very viable safety option past just this year. I don't see a Hegdebel making much of an impact past 2014 if he even make an impact this year. So yeah, no, I I definitely agree with Higer on that one. Like I totally went this over and over again. And what I wanted to put down, I wanted to put down Aaron Donald, but because I've been saying that for a long time. And I'm just starting to come to my senses that Aaron Donald wouldn't be exactly the smartest pick. And me and High Girls talked about this before we did the podcast, that we don't think any of these players that are currently available are worth the 10th pick nope. of the draft and the yeah. Lions should move down. And I totally agree with that. I don't think Clinton Dix is worth the 10th overall pick. At the same time, if they're going to stay at 10, this is who they should take. Only on the, the stance that they have way too many corners. They have way too many. Qu- they already have mm-hmm. the depth. They got a bunch of young guys invested in a whole bunch of stuff. Let the coaching staff work with that. But... They don't have a lot of depth at safety. Their safeties are decent. Say one gets hurt. What do you do then? You got nothing. That's literally it. That's their Achilles heel. One, of, the, one of those guys agree. get hurt, and then you're screwed. So I think they take Clinton Dix here. It's safe. Then you've got some depth. You have a talented guy at depth that you can groom. And Glover Quinn and Ahegdebo are good guys to teach him the ropes in the NFL. And I think that's the way they should go at 10. You look at some of the safeties that have been drafted in the top 10 in years past. Mark Barron, who went to Tampa Bay. Eric Berry, who went to Kansas City. These guys made a very big impact for their team, especially Berry with the Chiefs. And I think Clinton Dix could do the same for the Lions. He was great on Alabama on that defense, and I think he'll be great for coverage. Calvin Pryor is more of a Lewis Delmas type, and that's why I thought that they might go a little more towards him. Better tackler, tougher player, but... I see them going with Clinton Dix at 10. But I, I want to make a personal guarantee on the air right now. The Lions will not be making the 10th pick in this NFL draft. I, I agree with that. I, I, will be, that I will third that. I will be completely shocked if they are there at number 10 making a pick. I don't see anybody there at 10 who they're saying, oh, there's some value there. There's the best player available at a position that we actually need. And I don't see it at all. Some people will say Justin Gilbert or Darquez Denard, but no. like Lewis said, there's no room for a cornerback on this roster. No room at all. No. And, you know, at 10, <clears throat> I would, I could see Mike, if Mike Evans dropped, I would say draft him. 
Oh, absolutely. If it, Mike Evans is there, go for it. I honestly think, though, Mike Evans is going to go in the before the Lions get that. And I'd be shocked if he fell to 10. Yeah, but other than, other than you know, those top receiver prospects, I say no to cornerback, no quarterbacks, no linemen. I'm, I can be patient with our line right now. We did great last year. Jadavian Clowney's not going to drop past two. You know, they, I definitely think that I wrote this like two months ago. I think the Lions are going to trade up or, you know, back. So I think yeah. they're going to go closer to 32. They can, they trade their number 10 to someone like, the Panthers or, you know, someone who needs a, a, a bigger wet. The Cowboys will probably trade up, try and grab Aaron Donald. That's who Something I, like that. That's what that's the team that I'm looking at right now. You trade back to 16, pick up an extra second or third round pick. The Cowboys would love to take Aaron Donald there at 10 if and, he's still Yeah, there. and guess who's waiting at 16? Calvin Pryor, HaHa, Clinton Dix. One of them will be there. Probably. There you go. So, and if one of them is gone, you could go wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. Odell I don't think Beckham it's a bad. Jr. I don't I'm, think it's a bad pick either. Man, this guy's coming out of nowhere now. He's like the Blake Bortles of wide receivers. I don't know about this Odell Beckham guy. Honestly, I think if you're if you're not going to have Mike Evans and Sammy Watkins on the board, I don't know if he's worth a we're, are we talking about Odell Beckham top ten? I zoned out for a second. We're not talking about him top no, ten. No, if, if they trade well, back. if they trade back, that, see that's the same thing. I don't think he's worth the Lions' time because you can pick somebody in the second round. Kuiper had him taking Odell Beckham Jr. at Kuiper, ten. I don't know. At no, 10. Odell Beckham is not like what we said before. None of these people are worth it. Agreed. He is not worth it. Obviously not worth it. Wait till the second round to take a receiver. You already have your two starting receivers set in stone for years to come. Don't waste your first-round pick on the other guy. You're not going to groom Odell Beckham to be the next Calvin Johnson. That's, un- that's unreasonable. Key term, so, so how far, guy. So yeah. how far back are you willing to move back in the first round? In the teens. In the teens? In the teens. Not I, willing to move back into the 20s? You know, whatever we can get, honestly, I don't care. We can we can grab anything. We, we could grab, you know, Marquise Lee. We can grab him... No, no Marquise okay, Lee. Okay, no, I, I, I sort of, I sort of just named uh-huh. it, but we can grab someone far down, and if we grab, you know, we could, we could get two first rounders out of trading the tenth spot. We could get another second rounder. We could get anything. You and know, if what, we trade down, we we would just win. You know, a name that's slowly been nudging up draft boards, and another name that's slowly been nudging down. Anthony Barr. A lot of people had the Lions picking at ten for a while. He's no been way. trending down. You could maybe see him going all the way down to the second round. But another name that's been trending up at that same position, who I think is now the number two outside linebacker available, uh, yeah, Ryan Shazier, outside oh, linebacker yeah, out of Ohio State. I think that's somebody who the Lions can move back into the 20s and take. And I would be okay with that. I would, I would be, totally be very okay with that. With that. that guy's an animal. You look, at a, you look at a team like San Francisco has so many picks. They would love to move into the top ten, get maybe an Odell Beckham. They're saying that Odell Beckham is a 49ers target right now. They could use a receiver. So I could definitely see a team moving up to ten. It's just you have to find a team willing to find somebody. There has to be somebody to fall to ten for a team to move up and grab them, whether it's a Taylor Lewan or an Aaron Donald. Even a ha-ha Clinton Dix. Teams will move up. I think the I, I would be shocked if the Lions picked a 10. I mean, that's why I always say the phones are ringing for a reason. They're mm-hmm. calling to trade. They're like, Lions, give us your pick because we, we know who we want. The Lions, they're going to be sitting there with n- no one they want. Everyone's going to be gone. All the great players are going to be gone. There's not top 10 material. material. Yeah. Ten, 10 is a bad is kind of a bad spot because if, if they don't make a smart move, they'll get screwed. I was doing a little research today, and I found a number that kind of shocked me. In the last two NFL drafts, there have been 62 first-round picks. 27 of those picks have been traded. 
an, a different team than who was originally slotted at that pick picked at that pick. 27 different teams. 27 different... That, that's a lot. Trades happen. That's a, a, a lot of trades happen in the first round, people. The, you're not going to be looking at that top... That top 10 is going to be shuffled around. This entire first round is probably going to look a lot different come Thursday. You're going to see a lot of trades and a lot of movement. Especially the last couple of years, we've seen a lot. So... It's definitely something to keep an eye out on. I'd be shocked if the Lions stayed at 10, though. I agree. And with that, I think we should move on to yeah. our Lions picks. Whew. Because this, this right here, I'm saying it right now, we're all going to differ. Yeah. I, I think th- there's going to be one player that we're all going to agree upon at one point, and that's Maybe. it. Maybe. That's all I have. Maybe one. Because I'm going a little off the board here for a couple of these. All right, so. Higer, start this off. Second round, who do you have the Lions taking? All right. Well, now that they've shored up on the defensive side of the ball, it's time to it's time to give Matthew Stafford another weapon on that offense. And in the second round, the Detroit Lions select Allen Robinson, wide receiver out of Penn State University. Local kid out of Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Wound up going to Penn State. I think it's a perfect fit for that Lions offense. And Lewis? I started sweating a little bit there because I heard you say wide receiver. I okay. totally agree. They're not going to get their wide receiver first round. They need it second round. Mm-hmm. I have them selecting Devontae Adams, wide receiver out of Fresno All State. All right. Yeah, and you know, I'm staying receiver too, but I think Jordan Matthews out of Vanderbilt. Interesting. He, he has interesting like uh, draft stock following him, so... I definitely think, like, all three of those names, though, I could see going. Someone like Brandon Cooks, though, he could slide out of Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Oh, Brandon Cooks I would love, even if they traded back into the 20s or 30s. But That's that's a good thing, though. Wide receiver depth is is great in this draft, so Mm -hmm. they could totally grab a receiver in the second round. So we all agree, receiver second round. This is one of the deeper receiver classes we've had in a long time. You could see a Robinson, a Matthews, uh, really, so many of these guys fall to that pick in the line fall to the Lions' hands in the second round. That's why I don't see them going wide receiver number 10 unless Evans falls to them. I agree. There's, here they're comparing Allen Robinson to Anquan Bolden. And he's got really? great... Yeah. His one issue is he doesn't have much speed. He's a great vertical receiver, great hands, not much speed. He was a star at Penn State. I think that's... I think that's a gr- I think if they were to take him at number, in that second round, I'd be jumping out of my chair. I agree. I, li- I want them to take Devontae Adams, though. I don't know if you looked at his stats. He had 1,700 yards last season and 24 touchdowns. Wow. Just saying, those are some big numbers. Those are those some pretty are big some numbers. Those are really big numbers. I think all of these receivers have a little something to their name, and there's at least seven receivers in the top ten that could just get shuffled around just based on likes and needs and wants for the team that drafts them. So any one of those players can drop. And But like since I have Khalil Mack in quotations being drafted by the Lions. They're going they're gonna go receiver at two or in the second round. <clears throat> but what if they go defensive end? What if they go defense twice? See that's why I want to move on now. What if Anthony Barr drops to the second round? If Anthony Barr drops the second round, I would still I think I would still want them to take Kyle Van Noy out of uh yeah, I would BYU. Yeah. Just because I really like I really like Van Noy. Van Noy, yeah, mm-hmm. not Oi, Noy, Oi. Oi, oi, oi. Okay, never mind. But yeah, no, he's definitely worth it because, and so we're gonna go BYU two years in a row here on defense. But he's the more polished, mm-hmm. more ready guy. Bar was a Bar's doing a, like a Julia, a Julia Langford, a Langford over here, you know. Instead of being linebacker to running back, he went running back to linebacker. And you know, we already have a project in Ziggy Ansa, and that worked out. But you can't play with fire two more before you get burned. And yeah. I think if you take Anthony Bar, nice you're gonna analogy. get burned. 
I, uh, I went back and forth between Robinson and Van Noy, and I just feel like I'm going to wind up a little disappointed, and Van Noy's a little too good to be true for us. He was uh, Ansa's college roommate uh, at BYU, little fun fact. So And we already got the Durham-Stafford thing going on. You know, yeah. That's just, yeah. See, I just feel like with sure. Van Noy, it's a little too good to be true. I would love him there in the second round, but I think we, we're all in agreement. They're going wide receiver, second round. So, it's time to move on to the third round of the 2014 Lions Den mock draft. And now we might start to get to some names that we maybe haven't heard of before. And, Lewis, do you want to start us off with I our third round? I would love to start us off in the third round. Because right. this is where we're now going to differ, I think, oh, yeah. I hope. I'm not going to say it anymore because I'm going to jinx this. In the third round, the Detroit Lions select Trent Murphy, defensive end, Stamford. That, that's interesting. I... I, I Hyger, can you go first, please? Because I, I'm tripping over here. I don't know. I don't know where to go next. <laughs> no problem. All right. And with the third round pick, the Detroit Lions select Billy Turner, offensive tackle, North Dakota State. Ooh, Going way off the board here. Yeah. North Dakota State did well last year. Yeah, Division Two champs, ladies and gentlemen, the FCS champions, North Ooh. Dakota State. Left tackle out of there. So, all right, Chris, you gotta be ready now. Yeah, I'm ready. I don't know how far these centers are gonna drop, but I have the Lions taking a center in the third round. Okay, definitely a need. Dominic Raiola is leaving soon. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, father of time. It's happening. So maybe Marcus Martin out of USC. I don't know. He's the third. He's three out of the top ten. He could drop. Centers aren't drafted very quickly. I don't. I don't have a center getting drafted at all in my top thirty-two. So. Center could definitely be there at uh, the third round. Marcus Martin out of USC. Uh, Brian Stork out of FSU. Something could happen. I like, the, I like the thought process of a center. I think that's something they can address next year. Mm-hmm. I think that's a next year thing. Uh, I went defensive end here because other than Ziggy Ansah, I don't like what we have. Jason Jones is admirable. Devin Taylor has not proven himself. But they're basically comparing Trent Murphy to like a, a, a Jared Allen 2.0. And the Lions could definitely use a Jared Allen. He's 6'6". He had 15 sacks last season. He had 23.5 tackles for a loss alone. Those are some pretty good numbers. And he was at Stanford, so he wasn't doing this against some chump teams. You know, he had some stiff competition. Uh, I think this is where they need to go if he's still available because they need some depth on the this this line this line that the Lions have is is dwindling away, and they need to build it back up, and they need to start at the third round pick with Trent Murphy. Yeah, see with. With um, Billy Turner, first of all, I love the name Billy. Yeah. But um, William, <laughs> they d- if you remember, the Lions went offensive guard last year in the third round, and they wound up drafting Larry Warford. Larry who Warford. I think it's what I think that wound up being one of the best value picks for the Lions in a very long time. And with Billy Turner, small school guy, he went back to back to back championships at North Dakota State. Three peated, started fifty six straight games. At NDSU. This might be a guy that we're looking at in the future and saying, wow, the Lions got a steal here in the third round. You know what, Higer? I really like where you went with that one, to be honest. That's good. Back to back to back, you sold me. You sold me. <laughs> Billy Turner. I'm not sold. I'm Billy Turner for Brad. He actually had his father played in the NFL, and so did his brother. He has those family oh, Michael ties. Turner? No, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Turn of the burner. So. That, those are our third-round picks, ladies and gentlemen, and now you're starting to see a lot of differences here, not even staying at the same positions. So, 
Chris, this is where we're going to get funky. You ready to start out this fourth round? It's going to get real funky. And oh, boy. We have three picks in the fourth round. So, uh-huh. so I let's think hear the first one. The first one, in no particular order, I think they're going to take a quarterback, a linebacker, no, like no particular linebacker position, and a defensive tackle. So I think for quarterback, I think you'll see someone like um, Aaron Murray might be there. They could grab him. Go Georgia again. Go Georgia oh, again. You know, they need a second quarterback, it, or at least a third. I'd rather Watson. them take Taj Boyd if he's available. Or Ta- mm-hmm. Okay, Taj Boyd will be there too, probably. Tom Savage out of Pittsburgh. I have something to say that about that in a little bit. Yeah, but. okay, defensive tackle, Ego Ferguson. I don't know how far he'll drop LSU. Ego Ferguson. Yeah. Ego Ferguson uh, out of LSU. Hope he doesn't have a big ego. I hope not. Got a huge ego. (laughs) He's a huge ego. Is he Uh, dripping swagoo? I don't know. Oh, no. I can't handle that. Um, And then as far as a linebacker goes, Jordan Tripp out of Montana. That man has an impressive I did look at Tripp I looked at him, too. I was tripping a bit, but... (laughs) but, Nothing to trip about over Tripp. No. No. That man had an impressive three-cone drill uh, and plenty of other combine skills to uh, add to his resume. All right, well, I also have the Lions' fourth-round picks in. They do have three of them. In no particular order, I have them drafting Christian Jones, linebacker, Florida State. Gabe Icard, center, Oklahoma. I think I'm pronouncing that right, Icard. And quarterback, Logan Thomas, Virginia Tech. Interesting quarterback choice. Yeah, kind of going a little off the board with the quarterback, but it's it's a developmental pick. So that's all it is that quarterback in the fourth round. Yeah, there it's not anybody who's gonna be playing a major role on this team, but I'm not comfortable with Dan Orlovsky there. No, the neither am I. Or Kellen, or Kellen Moore. Moore, or yeah. Kellen Moore. Well, so, someone like Aaron Murray. Yeah, I would. Oh yeah, I would. Holler. If Aaron Murray's still on the board, I would think about it. I don't think he'll still be on. I, I think he'll be gone in the third round, though. You think so? so? Yep. I I think quarterback is such a deep position this year, where you're gonna see guys. You're gonna. Aaron Murray, Zach Menenberger, so you're going to see them go in the third and fourth round. AJ McCarron as well. So I think they Connor could also. Shaw. What about Connor Shaw to South Carolina? I like I liked Shaw. I also like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yep, uh, he's going to go way. F- he's good. Yeah, he see quarterback is so deep. It's just hard to predict. That's why I think Aaron Murray will be there. There's like literally like ten quarterbacks before him mm-hmm. almost. I was thinking kicker. I thought about the kicker position for a little bit. They can wait on the kicker. They yeah, can. They, they can, can wait. Do I, th- I thought about it. Kickers aren't that good in the draft this year compared to some of them in the past. I think that they can take one in the sixth round. That guy out of Texas, blinking on his name right now. But Anthony Farah. Anthony Farah. There you go. Uh, I think that's something that they can wait on. I think it, it actually might be the biggest hole on this team right now, though. But they can wait on that. Christian Jones, though, I think is a very, very interesting prospect. He's lived in some drafts, didn't have a very strong combine. He was a five-star prospect coming out of high school. He, did, he, he underperformed a little bit at, at Florida State, but he was their leading tackler in 2012. He had a little bit of a down year last year, but here's a guy, I think he would be an excellent fit in the Lions defense. And then there was one other name that I thought about, and... It, w- it would strike a little bit of controversy, but it's kind of quieted down a little bit. Michael Sam out of Missouri. Michael I just Sam. I think about him, and he's just a perfect fit on this defense. He can he can fill in a defensive end or outside linebacker. Pa- great pass rusher was the SEC defensive player of the year last year. And just a little background: if you're not familiar with uh, Michael Sam, he did just come out. Um, he came out, and so 
a lot of teams are a little, a lot of people are a little weary on whether teams are going to judge him based on um, his sexual orientation. But I think with Michael Sam, you're looking at a very, very, very strong prospect. If you if you're the SEC Defensive Player of the Year last year. Why are you a fourth-round pick? I was thinking the same, because I actually stumbled upon Michael Sam's name, too. I didn't realize how far down he was mm-hmm. in, in his uh, ranking of the position. I would totally take Sam in the fourth round. You guys want to hear my picks now? Oh, yeah. Kind of. In the fourth round, in a particular order, I don't okay. know why you guys are unparticular, <laughs> but their first fourth-round pick, I have them taking Michael Schofield, offensive tackle out of Michigan. Michigan. I think they need some depth at, at the line. Um... He's a big dude, 6'7", 301. All right. It's a pretty big dude. Going to clog some holes, open some lanes. I think he's going to do well. Second, fourth-round pick, I have Daniel McCullers, defensive tackle out of Tennessee. Interesting. He is another huge man. He is 6'7", <laughs> 352. Uh, wow. He, I know, right? Wow. Big boy. That's a big man. That is a big man. He was not a machine of sacks. He only had, he only had half a sack. But I'm looking at him just to just fill some depth, fill some hole, just kind of clog up the lanes in there. As you know? a fourth round pick. Oh yeah, as a fourth round pick. <laughs> and finally, a name that I'm surprised none of you said. I'm so ashamed, considering where we're at right now. Oh no! I have the Lions selecting oh. Max Bullock, oh, inside linebacker, Michigan oh. State. Well, see, I would. That's why I had him picking Jordan. You know, I had him picking a linebacker at least. Max Bullock. Oh, I, oh, forg- I could see that. I forgot about Max Bullock. I How love do you the guy. About- Sorry, okay, man. Yeah, but he didn't play in the. It's Rose okay. Bowl, it's not but- that I forgot about him. He's not gonna. Go- I don't think he'll be a fourth round pick. I I I see him as a guy who will fall fifth, sixth, seventh round. See, that's why I had particular order because yeah. I think we've seen he's proven that he is a great defensive player. You got the he's local a, kid. He, yes, and he is an all-around just great athlete on defense. He is. And that's why I took him at the end of the fourth round. Okay. In a particular order. In a particular order. Interesting. Very particular. So, we do have some disagreements going second through fourth round. It's going to be an interesting Lions draft, guys. It's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah. It is going to be a fun and one. And a productive one. I'm stoked. I'm super stoked. I, I'm curious. I want to hear each of your guys' bold predictions for this mock draft. For Not this mock draft. For this upcoming draft on Thursday. I want to know what your bold prediction is for the draft. Usually, something that we don't expect happens, and it blows everyone away. I want to know. Hmm. Hmm. And I have mine if you want me to start. Go. Yeah, inspire me. Yes. The first cornerback that's going to be taken in this NFL draft, Kyle Fuller, cornerback out of Virginia Tech, really? over Darquez Denard and over Justin Gilbert. Where at? Um, You know, that's kind of tough to say. I actually haven't really thought about that. <laughs> I could see him going... Hmm. It's tough. Maybe I could see him maybe going to even the pick after the Lions, number 11, to Tennessee, they just lost Alteron Werner. Uh, I could definitely see Tennessee picking up a cornerback. There's a lot of teams in need of a cornerback right now. I, I, I see Justin Gilbert more than anybody as somebody who's slipping. Some Kind of like an Anthony Barr, he's falling back in drafts. I, I, I think there, you could possibly see a scenario where he could fall out of the first round. I think Kyle Fuller's the guy. I think he could be the first quarterback taken in this draft. I say my big thing is having Teddy Bridgewater be the first quarterback chosen. Really? Really? Okay. That's interesting. 
I don't know if this is a big one, but I say no running backs in the first round. I know, is that a big one? No, I think I, not this. Okay, I'll, I'll, pick, I'll pick a different one. Hmm. Gotta get bold here, Chris. I, I, do, bold I do have to get bold. I have to get bold. Go bold, big hunger. Go. Interesting. I have no idea. You have no idea. I have no idea. You, you know, no it's idea. pretty sad. We're looking what? at it. You brought up the running back thing, though. You, you, I want to talk. I want to touch on that really quick. It's pretty. It's pretty interesting to look at how these running backs. Last year, you didn't see one taken in the first round. This year, once again, you're not going to see a running back taken in the first round. You can put that on the board. Carlos Hyde will follow the second round. He's the top guy there. It's kind. It's kind of interesting. Is running back a dying position in the NFL? No, it's not no. a dying position, but it's a position that is not like a just a. I almost said rotisserie chicken, but that's not what <laughs> I'm looking for. It well, isn't. No, a, you could compare it to a rotisserie chicken. I could. I don't. I'm not going to. But I could. <laughs> but no, what I'm going with on this is that's a position that once you get that guy, he's there forever, because running back is such a valuable, rare position to have an elite guy at, mm-hmm. and. That's why there's not a lot of running backs, because people are starting to... Franchises are starting to have their running backs. Like, why do you think the Carolina Panthers still have D'Angelo Williams? He's old. He's still producing. They're not going to get a new one in the first round. Fred Jackson, we talked about him, too. Exactly. That man's like 50. Exactly. As long as they're producing, as long as you got your man, you're not going to pick another one, because you could take that valuable pick you do as a running back and then just, just pick somebody else instead. And the other thing is, 40 times for running backs, that's just not a thing anymore. Just to, Just being fast... Doesn't cut it. No. You've got to be a lot more oh, than yeah. just fast, and so it's just hard to pick a running back. And I think that's why there. It's just people are starting to collect their their franchise running backs, and they don't need another one. I have three things to say to that. Go one. There hasn't been a knock you on your feet running back to come out of the draft for a couple minutes now, like uh, Adrian Peterson. Anyone like that? No one has come out of the draft like boom. I'm top five. Pick me right now, or else mm-hmm. someone's gonna get. Solid running back. Like Eddie Lacy was great, but he wasn't, you know, he wasn't Adrian Peterson or Darren McFadden or yeah. any, McFadden anyone. McFadden might have been the last one who Truly. came out of college as that superstar. Exactly. And then, okay, two, there's this, com- not a conversation, but statistically shows that the first round of the draft, those picks aren't as valuable as your second and third round picks, just as far as worth goes for players. There's, there's talk that the first round is, like, way overhyped. It is. I mean, it's it's a very ceremonial. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you, you pick this player that it, you don't even know how good. Everyone's a draft prospect, so you don't know how good they're going to be in the NFL. But you know, in the second round, you that's where you get that running back. You got to be smart. That's where you get where you're worth for. And then thirdly, we're going to go back to that, Chris. What's your you know your big prediction? Uh huh. Can we go back to my mock draft where we have Khalil Mack dropping to the 10? Oh, yeah. 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 I forgot about it. I'd say that's pretty bold. That's probably why I was blanking. My mock draft was pretty bold, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just had to bring that back. I didn't want to feel like a failure to you guys. No, you're not a failure, Chris. Thank you, Lou. All right, so, gentlemen, any final thoughts on the draft for Thursday? Yeah, I want it now. I want it now, too. And I want an Oberon, too. (laughs) You know, I might go stop at Cutie on the way home now. (laughs) Sounds pretty delicious. Any last thoughts, Chris? I see the Lions trading back, for real. Yeah. For real. Fans, fans might not be happy with that. I'll be no. ecstatic. I'll be ecstatic. That's a business move, not a glory move, but it's something that I would like to see. I'd like to see it, too. I just want to put out there, we did not mention Adamican Sue's name on this show once until now. I'm Way proud of us. Way to go. Woo!
So many rumors. Oh, are the Lions going to trade Sue in this draft? Not once did we mention his name, and nope. I love it. It's been a little, it's Go getting us. a little old now. Go us. Go, Go us. us. Alright. Guys, I think we had a productive mock draft. We did. Uh-huh. That was great. It's it's gonna wrap it up for our show today. I hope you guys enjoy your NFL draft. I hope everyone enjoys their summer vacation as well. Guys, thank you for listening to the Lions Den. Thank you to Louis Bellata, Chris Bogus, and of course, I am Michael Hager. You are listening to MSU Impact Sports Radio, and thank you. Have a great weekend, ladies and gentlemen. See you guys. Peace out.